is the way, the truth, and the life. Hey, thanks for joining me today. We're going to have a worship session that's just four minutes long. So if you join me, we have a guest come who's going to lead us in worship. And as we continue in our word, I'd ask you to join me. So Father in heaven, thank you for your word. Thank you for this time in worship. And we'd ask that it would be a blessing to you and glorious to your name. Jesus name we pray. Amen.
we say, please bless your word. Amen. All right. Well, we're going to go through the Ephesians, the part that I didn't read last time. And that starts in Ephesians 4, verse 13. Will you play? Will you make me a castle? Yes. Make me a big castle. Okay. Till we all come in the unity of faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man and unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. So the unity of faith is the thing that started from verse 1 all the way until verse 13 is that we're all joined in unity and that we have this one body, one mind, one spirit, that the direction and purpose of us as Christians is to be united to represent Christ so that others might know the glorious grace of God. And so he continues in verse 14 that we henceforth be no, no more children tossed to and fro going back and forth are carried about by every wind of doctrine. Doctrine is teaching. And by the slight of men and the cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. Now, there's a really interesting point that comes from this where you would know, you probably know many Christians today who go to church and they say they're Christians and they don't, they may not spend a lot of time reading their Bible. And the Bible gives us a picture of what truth is. Oh no, start over. Build them up tall. It gives us this picture of what truth is. And so if you don't know the truth that is by the word of God, you, you, you're you absent of it. You don't know how to discern the times. And so one of the things that's really popular going on right now in, is this business about UFOs or UAVs and are there aliens or they're not aliens. And What's coming out of it is that people really like the idea that there's these life forms that exist outside of earth. And in context of the Bible, that's true. There are, because we know that God uh, created the angels and we know one third of the angels fell. And so there are these fallen beings. Uh, we know that Satan is the prince and the power of the air and that he masquerades as an angel of light. And so he has power and ability to uh, represent, to look like God. He, he makes a mockery of what God can do and what God's miracles are, but he, he can act and look like uh, some sort of miraculous being. Yet he is a created being. He was created just like everything else. He is not him. Jesus and, and the devil are not on an avian playing field. Jesus is God. He says so, and uh, Satan is a created being. And so when Satan fell, he took one third of the angels with him. Those are demons. Those are demonic forces, according to the Bible. And so when we're said you could be tossed to and fro, well, a Christian could get wrapped up into this idea that they're, the aliens are coming, right? That they, oh, we have spacecraft and the government's showing us that um, they've known about this since 1967, I believe. And so this craftiness that's come, comes in the form of education, because we have a professor now at a major uh, well-known university coming out and saying that, uh, that Jesus was conceived by a virgin, 
right? So a virgin has a baby. Well, that maybe Jesus is an alien. And he says it in a very uh, crafty way. In, in fact, if you weren't a Christian at all and you heard what he says, maybe I'll find a clip of that and share it. If you, if you listen to him, he's very convincing that Jesus, because Jesus died and was born and was resurrected, came back from the dead, he transcends time, which is this thing that they like to say these the aliens, which are demonic forces, do. And do, demonic forces do transcend time because they're not wrapped inside the limitations of time like you and I are. So we, we're bound by uh, time, right? But outside of time where God says, I am the Alpha and the Omega before anything was I am is God. He created everything. And so we know that um, the, the demonic forces are also not bound by time. And so there's this craftiness that comes in because, you know, some being that has been around since the beginning of creation knows a lot about people and it knows how to manipulate people and it knows how to um, create this sort of representation that this is the truth when it's completely a lie. And that we know the devil is the father of lies. And so we have to know the truth to not be tossed to and fro. So then verse 15, he continues on and he says, but speaking the truth in love may grow up in all, into him, into all things, which is the head, even Christ. So, but speak the truth in love. So we would want to know what the truth is and we need to be able to communicate what that truth is in a loving way. So the best place you can go for what love is, you know, is probably the fruits of the spirit. So if you go to Galatians 5, 22, cause I don't have them memorized. If you do, God bless you. I don't, uh, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, and against such there is no law. So these are the things that we would look for in the way that we deliver truth. Is there love in the way that I'm delivering truth? Is there joy in the way that I'm delivering truth? And when I think about that, that means that if I've communicated something in a joyful way, so let's say that I want to instruct my little, my daughter and say, you are doing a great job, dear, putting those away. I would like you can you stack up all of the blue blocks? Grace, can you do that? Can you stack up the blue blocks? You surprise me. And so a loving way where that's joy in what I'm communicating. And then if she responds in, in, in a way that is pleasing, like that brings me joy, right? Because she was obedient. And so just in the same way that when God gives us instruction, if we respond in a way that is loving, that will bring God joy. And so love, joy, peace is their peace in the way that I'm delivering this message. When you receive something and um, there is a lack of any of these fruits of the spirit, it should be a red flag. It should give you some check that makes you say, I don't know if this is from the Lord, because it's probably not, right? And if we continue in the idea of goodness and faith and meekness and temperance, Meekness is power under control. So you may know the truth and you may be right in everything that you're saying and doing, but you can deliver it in a way that is so 
gritty and so rough that no one wants to listen to you. That there's there's no kindness in the delivery, right? I might I might uh, I might be a, an, a dog person, and I may love puppies, but if I'm rough with them, they will learn quickly that. I, they need to be afraid and they'll kind of cower away and the tail gets tucked between their legs. But if I'm gentle and peaceful with them, those puppies will be my best friend forever. Right. And, and so we see it reflected even in the creation, but how much more so even when we're dealing with people. So anyway, let's go back. Verse, um, 16 from the whole body fit jointly together and compact by that which every joint supplieth, according to the effectual work in the measure of every part, making increase in the body unto the edifying of itself in love. This is a really complex way of saying all of us have a part in the body and all of us fit together and edifying of itself in love, that we are building ourselves up because of all of the good things the, in the way that we fit together. So everybody's got different gifts, talents, and abilities, and we are to use them together to build up each other. And so I wrongfully, I used to say, um, there are some people in church that I don't like to hang out with. I don't like to talk to. And I would wrongly say like, maybe I'm a little toe in the body of Christ. And maybe this person I don't like is a spleen. And the toe and the spleen, uh, unless there's some horrible accident, they should never see each other. Or they wish that we should never have a relationship because your toe should never see your spleen, vice versa, because the spleen's an internal organ. But the thing about it is I didn't know anything about the spleen at the time. I just was picking some organ that I thought was useless and I was using it as a mockery. Well, the truth is the spleen is what filters the blood. It's, it's so important that if you don't have a spleen, you have significant health problems. Like you don't last long without a good functioning spleen. Why? Because it filters the old blood cells. It's that important, but that doesn't mean that all of the fingers and the toes and the knees and the elbows and like all of the hands and feet of the body, the body never see those internal organs, but they're still very important. And we rely on each other. Right, the hands and feet are what gather the food. The spleen is what filters the blood, and we, and the heart is what pumps all that blood through. So we all have pieces in the body of Christ. The problem is, a lot of us grow up not knowing what piece I am in the body, and so if you haven't asked yourself that, you should take time and ask the Lord, "What piece am I in the body?" Gracie, you're doing a great job. Can you eat your snack? Did you drop one? Okay, but stay on your blankie. If you come off, you get in trouble, remember? Say yes, Dad. Good job. <laughs> Verse 17. This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord, that ye henceforth walk not as the Gentiles in vanity of their mind. So the Gentiles were not... Um, they believed that the works and effects that they were doing were going to rescue them from their sin. And so they were doing it in vanity in an effort where they didn't understand what they were doing and they didn't understand the consequences of it. But we know the consequences of it. It's simply 
I need to ask Jesus to be my Savior and Lord, and he will forgive me of my sin, of all of my sin, from past, present, future. Isn't that something? He knows all of the future sin that you'll have. And he will restore you, and you'll have this newness because of uh, the you've been reconciled by the love of God, because Jesus gave his life for you. And so we don't have to walk in darkness. In fact, in verse 18, it says, having the understanding darkened, we don't have that because we know the truth. But here it says, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance of them that is in because of the blindness of their heart. So you've been blinded. Your heart is made blind because you don't know the truth. And in the absence of truth, if you're not spending time with the, the Bible, you're not spending time in fellowship saying, hey, you know, brothers and sisters in Christ, can you help me in this situation? I'm trying to make a decision that affects my job or affects my livelihood. And I'm trying to honor the Lord in it. You should have people that can speak truth into your life. And if, and if you don't, if there's an absence of that, it's kind of a red flag, right? The, the, you can make a change now. You're here and you can make a change. But we can come alongside each other as a body, remember this body connection where we're all supposed to be in one direction, one piece of mind that we all work together to build each other up. And here, if we have ignorance of that, then we don't work together and we avoid each other and we don't speak truth in, in love. So verse 19, who being past feeling have given them themselves over to lasciviousness. Now that's a big fancy word. And it simply means to excess. And it says to work all uncleanness with greediness. To work all uncleanness with greediness. So they're going in excess to sin. And it's for greediness. It's for personal benefit, right? It's it, um, covetousness. It's, it's wanting things that you should want. And so I think um, it's important to say, God, will you... Will you teach me where I fit in the body? Will you give me what my vision or calling or a peace of mind would be? And if and if you've never done that, just take time and ask God in humility. Say, God, I, I don't know what this looks like, but I need, I need your help. And I, I recognize now that there I fit. Hey, Gracie, can you be quiet, please? Thank you. So we can be um, asking the Lord, how do I fit? Where do I fit? And what do I do with it? And if you just simply obey whatever God shows you to do, you will be blessed. Even, even if you continue on in a way that is, that's misunderstood. Like we know that Abraham, Abraham's faith. So what Abraham did was counted as faith. God, it was counted as righteousness. Even if maybe the perception you have is wrong of like, well, maybe I am a little toe in the body of Christ. Maybe the perception you have of that is not quite right. It doesn't matter. God's going to bless it anyway because he loves you and he's honoring your obedience in it over your sacrifice. So you just simply say, God, I want to follow you. I want to do what you're asking me to do. That is all you need. It's not more complicated than that. And I'm just going to jump ahead to one little verse in verse 23. We're probably we're not going to finish Ephesians 4 right now. But the last verse, it says in verse 23, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. So wherever you're at, 
whatever you've questioned, whatever you uh, have wanted to work through, renew yourself in your mind. Say, God, I am new in you. I've been forgiven. I'm not living a guilt-filled life. I am, I am new because you have forgiven me. And you are a conqueror in that. And let me pray for you before I go. We just say, Jesus, I thank you for the renewing of our mind that we all have a body that we can be a part of. If you don't know where you are to be fit in that body, that Jesus, would you just speak by the power of the Holy Spirit to everybody who's listening that they might hear and know the direction that they should go. And I just pray for a boldness and a confidence in that. And we just thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, God bless you. Thanks for joining us today. If you would like prayer, please send an email to staytheway.blessed at gmail.com. All of those prayer requests go up with love and care. I'm thankful for the opportunity to get to pray for you. For anyone who hears this, please take the opportunity and receive the prayer. God is a God of miracles, and he is working miracles today. God bless you. the truth and the life. 